0: You're about to listen to a message from the Life Point Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. All right, um, today we want to continue the conversation out of Third John chapter 2. Scripture says, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. All right. I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Um, So last week we started this conversation about what is our definition of what success is. And how that the definition of success that you have uh, determines how you live your life. It determines the choices that you make. It determines how you spend your money, how you spend your time, what you applaud, right? And we said that if you take the wrong definition of life, you will do the wrong things, okay? And we explored last week what God's definition of success is. And I think it's a consideration not just for last Sunday, but one that we must continue to have with ourselves. So look at scripture and say, what does it really mean for me to be successful? On Wednesday, we continued that conversation and said, look, when people have been born of God, right, and God's stamp is upon them. He says, you are successful. How do you live? What do you do? Um, if I remember, we talked on Wednesday um, about taking instructions from God, about respecting the originality of your calling uh, and that you are a different person. You will not live your life like everybody else. You're a different person. God has a plan for your life and you will not live your life like everybody else. And so you have to be bold to take direction from God. Okay? We talked about the pr- the... the power of planning and I think this Wednesday would end that series of discussions um, but, but today we, we want to continue this whole, you know, so Ted John 2 says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health and we want to talk about health today, okay uh, we want to talk about health um, I want to start this, this discussion today um, reading out of Joshua chapter 14, okay, Joshua chapter 14, Uh, I think as we proceed in the conversation, we might have to pray, but even if we pray at the end, but if if I feel that we get to a place sufficient in the conversation today for us to pray, we'll do that. Um, Joshua 14, 6 to 13 says, then the children of Judah came to Joshua in Gilgal. And Caleb the son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite said to him, You know the word which the Lord said to Moses the man of God concerning you and me in kadesh baner I was 40 years old when Moses the servant of the Lord sent me from Kadesh-barnea to spy the land, spy out the land. And I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. So Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever. Because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. Now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. Now behold, the Lord has kept me alive as he said. these 45 years, even since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now here I am this day. 85 years old. And yet I am as strong this day, as on this day, as I am as strong this day, as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is for war, both for going out and for coming in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. You heard in that day how the Anakim were there, and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me, and I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him, and gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, as an inheritance. May God bless the reading of His Word, Amen. Okay, Um, not all our success, our prosperity, not all God's promises will be fulfilled. In the short term. All right? Some of the things that God is promising you. Is promising us. Promising our country. Our generation. Will not happen in one week. Some of it won't happen in one year. If Christ tarries it won't happen in five years. Um, some of it will happen in ten years. Some of it will happen in another forty years. If Christ tarries. Now for some of us, we haven't lived 40 years yet. So it's hard when I say 40 years, like, ah! That's a long time. But Innie, uh you are how old? So let's say average. You know, of all the different ages we think you are. Let's say average. Ini is about 21. All right. Um, okay, 22. All right. And so in another 40 years, going by that calculation, Ine will be 62. Higher. And I can imagine it. Right. But my point is that even when she is 62, there are promises, the purpose of God, that still will be manifesting at that point. At that point, what will you be doing? Where will you be? Huh? Did you say Canada? No, not Canada. You are a missionary. Um... Let's say, for sake of argument, that Amy will be at 62. She's probably heading some big missionary network, crisscrossing across all of northern Nigeria. <laughs> Just wait—that's a base. It's a base all of Africa, you know. And at 62, she's she has retired from you know active preaching. Now she's writing books, counseling, doing all sorts, you know, admonishing her grandchildren. In my day, we didn't have boyfriend. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) Caleb says here, look, I was 40 when I received the promise of God. I don't know how old you are now. But it says it has taken 45 years for this thing to come to pass. In fact, for us to get to where we are now. It says I am now 85. And he begins to say, look, I am still as healthy as I was then. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but you need to think long term about your life. This yahoo yahoo mentality, where it has to happen now, today, or God is not alive, does not lead to success. Tell the person next to you, tell them relax. Tell them relax. Tell them there's another 40 years coming. There's another 40 years coming. In your lifetime, you will be surprised at what will happen. Arsenal might win the Champions League. It might take 40 years. We will hold on to the promise of God. <laughs> but, but this is, for me today, this is the is that it's a conversation about health that says, I am running a marathon, not a sprint. That says, I will not exhaust myself now. I will not finish everything now. In fact, I will build capacity for the next 10 years. Countries, companies, institutions that are progressive have plans that go beyond two years. What is your 10-year plan? What is your 20-year plan? Your 30-year plan? And it is a plan. It is free. Right? Caleb receives a promise from God. He says 45 years later, I am still as strong as I was then. Now we need to stay strong and in health for the fulfillment of some of the promises of God. That Abraham needs to stay alive to see Isaac born. That Joseph needs to outlive his prison term, That David, you cannot die in the wilderness. Don't forget that Joshua and Caleb while they were staying alive these 45 years, saw a whole generation die. Because there was a bunch of people who refused to take God seriously. There was a bunch of people who refused to align with God. And, and those people didn't make it out. And so it wasn't that they were alive because everything was rosy. No. There was gangster traffic everywhere. Sometimes there was no light. There was all sorts of stress. They went for all sorts of funerals. But Joshua and Caleb found something that allowed them to keep alive. Tell the person next to you, tell them you're going to live long. You're going to live long. You're going to live very long. No, please, okay, tell the other person next to you, tell them you're going to live very long, very, very long, very long. In fact, I tell them, you are still very young. You are still very young. And I don't know who you are. You are still very young. Yep. You're still very young. In fact, as I saw this, I was like 85. I had never thought about 85. But I was like, yes, I'm beginning to look forward to it. The life expectancy, how long they expect people to live in Nigeria. Guess what it is? As of 2016. You is 60. Nope. 50, 53 something. In fact it's not how long they expect. I think there's a statistical way of calculating, right? And then I think they probably impute some maybe how much they probably put some environmental factors in there. So <laughs> I think at a time when Nigeria's life expectancy was fifty three, America's was seventy nine. So by 2016, when he did this, they expected the average American to live for 26 more years than an average Nigerian would live. It means that the land in which we live at the moment, and it will get better, is configured to deliver life to people, assist them to live until the average about 53. But the devil is a liar. I thought I would hear a big a (laughs) Amen. because the the value of human life in our country is not it's not a lot and right? and you do not calculate the value of human life from the number of bodyguards around your public officers that's not how you calculate it you calculate the value for human life by how we treat the most vulnerable and how we treat the weak people in society but Caleb was in the midst of people who were dying was in the midst of people who their life expectancy was that they would not enter into the promise. So they knew that they would die before the promise. They knew that, but but somehow there was something they had received from God that kept them alive. Let me tell the person next to you, tell them you will live long. You will live long. Yep. You will live long. There's an element of strength of, of health that produces strength. And I, and as I prepared for this, I, I just got the impression that we needed to pray about this and to approach God to say, Lord, what is my calling? What is my formula? What have you kept for me in this matter? What have you kept for me? Because young people are expected to be strong. And so the travesty in our generation is that we are finding people who are young and already weak. First uh, John, he would say, look, in 1 John 2 1 John 2-14, he would say, look, I have written to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. I have written to you young men because you are strong and the word of God abides in you. When he talks about Israel, God bringing them out, when you read Psalm 105, he says, uh, we brought them out with silver and gold. I think verse 37, it says, and there was none feeble among his tribes. In Christ Jesus, we receive access to a new dimension of health and of strength. And it's key that we are conscious of it. We are talking about it. We are praying about it. Caleb says, I received a promise. I don't know when you received your promise from God. I don't know what vision, what dream God put in your heart. I don't know what you sensed over your life. Because I also know for a fact that there is such an attack over this generation that people are quitting before. By 20, people say, I don't want to be alive again. Someone is barely 25 and says, I'm done. I'm tired of life. You will not die before your promise. You will not die before your promise. That we need health for the complete expression of God's purpose. He calls it eternal life. That we must think of ourselves in another 20 years. Must think of yourself in another 30 years, in another 40 years. That even though we have weakness before God, the whole point is that we're supposed to receive strength. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. May I say this, guys, that there are levels of your inheritance, of your success in this life, that you cannot access without strength or that you cannot access from a place of weakness. (laughs) Jesus will say in Matthew chapter 12 and 29, or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house. No wonder the psalmist, when you read Psalm 18, one of my favorite psalms, he would say, I love you, O Lord, my strength. He says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. When you read further down, when you 32 to 34, he says, it is God who arms me with strength. Read further down, it says, For God has armed me with strength for the battle. I don't know who, who is carrying a promise. And I, and I want to believe that everyone who is in Christ carries a promise. But there is already a narrative of weakness that has been sold. And one of the things you know, I'm hoping we can do today is to resolve that. When you read Acts chapter 3 and verse 16 There has just been a a healing encounter happen Acts chapter 3 and verse 16 And so the apostle is explaining what has happened He said, and his name, through faith in his name Has made this man strong He's trying to explain to them how the man was healed he says, whom you see and know. He says, yes, the faith which comes through him, Jesus, has given him, has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. He's saying, look, guys, this man has believed in Jesus. We believe in Jesus. The power of Jesus is what has given this man strength and perfect soundness in your presence. It says it. When you read the Amplified, it says, And on the basis of faith in his name, it is the name of Jesus which has strengthened this man whom you see and know. And the faith which comes through him was, has given him this perfect health and complete wholeness in your presence. When we come to Jesus, it is expected that we can access fresh strength, guys. When we come to Jesus, it is expected that we can access perfect health, complete wholeness. There's someone who God, Jesus says, according to the volume of books that have been written about me, I have come. There's someone, you are still on chapter one, guys. Ah, you are still on chapter one. I know you are feeling all fly, but you are still on chapter one. There's chapter two, there's chapter three, there's chapter four. I know for someone, what is before you is all you can see at the moment, but you are still on chapter two. Ah, no, you are still on chapter two. So this one, you are getting upset. Ah, she said, she's not going out with me. Can you imagine? You are still on chapter one. They didn't give me the promotion. You are still on chapter one. They didn't invite me for the party. You will go to a party, eh? As in, you will you will get there. There are chapters in your life that you have no clue about. Tell someone next to you, tell them there's still life to believe. There's still life to believe. There's still a lot of life to be lived. Ah no. He says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. There is st- this is still a rehearsal, Ejiru. You think you are fine now. You're all right. You've grown a beard. But there is still life to be lived. Jesus brings us access into new levels of health and strength. How does he do this? So in First Corinthians chapter one and verse twenty-four, the Bible says that he has become to those who are called both Jews and Gentiles that Jesus is the power and the wisdom of God. That Jesus is the power and the wisdom of God. Not every health issue requires power. Some require wisdom. Not. Every health issue requires power. In fact, for some people, if, you, if, if power is applied to correct a health issue for you, you might go back into it again because you do not understand. So the simplest example I use is a man that refuses to drink water. So we can the power of God can come upon him, heal the headaches or whatever it is. But if he continues to abuse the way his body works, so it's just that simple wisdom. Drink water. But Jesus becomes both the power and the wisdom of God, which is why I fail to understand people who have little appreciation for science. The Bible says God gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that have understanding. Who is carrying a promise from God? Are you allowing Jesus give you a basis, a health plan that will make sure that when you get to 85, you are still talking about mountains? You're still talking about, tell the person next to you you cannot give up now. There's not, tell them, tell them it's just a rehearsal. It's just a rehearsal. Mommy, you just rehearsed, you just started. You just started, guys. You just started. Let me speak about something I think it's extremely important. Over the last couple of months, and maybe the last years, it has become disturbing the number of times people talk about suicide. And if we are not careful, it will become a numb. You know, there was a time in our lives as, as Africans where we would say, Ah, no. Nigerians can never, ever commit suicide. I don't know if you remember. Say Nigeria suicide <laughs> when there's roasted corn and barley in Nigeria suicide impossible. So when we talk when when suicide bombers started, we said they were not Nigerians. No, they were not from Nigeria. But then case after case after case after case, people who get to a point and they give up and say, "Look, I can't do this anymore." The first time we see people giving up on life. I suspect it's Adam and Eve. Because God says to them, if you do this, you will die. So they take something that has the promise of death. I I agree it's not intentional, but... They invite death upon themselves. Because not all suicide is physical. And so for the people who today are here and God is saying, look, would you let me prescribe life and health to you? Would you refuse to take a prescription from the devil on how you should live your life? How you should manage your body, your mind, your emotions, There are people who essentially there are things you are taking in to your system at the moment which are taking life away from you. And how do you know? It's how you feel when you wake up. It's how you feel the next morning when you wake up and you don't know where you are. It's It's that sense of Despair and shame, and wondering why am I here again? The Bible says the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and have it in abundance. Christians should have an appetite for life. Paul says to live is Christ. To live is Christ. That Jesus holds a promise for life. And I know that we are all born in different places and experience different things. Because if we are not careful, suicide becomes something we take as normal. And I'm not talking to you as someone who has never had to go down that path has never been, I've been badly discouraged before in my life you know when Pusai was given his God experience he says he saw the F F F F and he thought it was gender and then at one point he saw C and he was happy I have seen my own results before and been in disbelief Total, dis- and, uh, I told people, I told you guys before, that there was, I can't, and I still can't understand how it was orchestrated. That one day, I, I saw my results with my father. We were going somewhere, he said, Let's stop. And they said, Ah, the results are out. And they're his friends. So they said, ah, let's check your son's results. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Your spirit leaves your body there. <laughs> Because they're calling out all sorts of D, E, E. And I remember that day, I said, Jesus. And I'm not joking. And I remember, and I say this because I want to, I want someone to understand. I remember getting home that night, my father's a very upset beanie man, and he loves me, but he was very upset. And he said, when they were calling that result, you were saying Jesus. <laughs> he says, Do You think Jesus associates with failures? I was 16 or 17 he loves me and I promise you he does and I love him too so I know what it feels like Oh, I know what it feels like not to have money because sometimes when you don't have money you think that is it I cannot say that I know what it feels like to be heartbroken you know I, 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 <laughs> nobody has a Sunday and I cannot lie but that was also because I really didn't. Uh, I was like under Busayo's regime; they didn't let. <laughs> I didn't have. I didn't have too many girlfriends, uh, and I didn't. We, we, were, we were in that strict spiritual code where you could not be romantically expressive and adventurous, to the glory of God. <laughs> but guys, there is the promise of God over your life. There is Jesus, the power. And the wisdom of God within your heart. The devil will come and he would sell lies. Did God really say? Anytime you get to that place. Where you realize that something is trying to introduce debt Into your circumstance. Into your mind. Into your body. You need to stand up and say to live is Christ. To live is Christ. You need to paint a picture before your eyes. I don't know who is in this place today and it seems like there's a specter of death or something around you. Yesterday, I was preparing for this, I got to a point, I sent them invites to my 50th birthday party. Placehold, hold. I'm going to send them for 60 and for 70. So they know I'm going to be around for a long time. My son came to me, and says, dad, you sent me an invite. I said, yes, I want you to book your calendar. I told him where we're going. I said, London, Paris, and Hong Kong. I am not joking. And if I didn't invite you, relax. <laughs> but my point is, we cannot give up before God blows the whistle. I know the pain (laughs) that you may be feeling. But Jesus brings life, guys. Acts chapter 3 says he brings strength. He brings soundness of health. So even people who had died, Jesus shows up and says, Lazarus, come forth. It's not time yet. And, and that was my, it was, that's the, the very heart of it, is that would you let Jesus map out a health plan for your life? Would you let his power walk in your body? Would you let his wisdom enter your skull? Tell someone, receive sense. Receive sense. Well, don't tell your mother-in-law that. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. Because for someone, there is health, there's a next level of health that is awaiting you. And all you need to do is reorganize. i give you an example. i give you an example. Moses' father-in-law shows up. What, what is Moses doing? Moses is a superstar. He's a superstar. He's brought the people out. So Exodus chapter 18. He's, living, he's almost living in Lagos. Like he wakes up in the morning. Millions of people show up before Moses right? They say, Moses, you are, ah, you are big, you are big. Oh, we are following you on Instagram. Moses, you are a guy. Yeah? And they say, Moses is taking everything. He's doing everything. So he sits down morning till evening. And, and, and as I say this, for some reason, in my mind, I hear traffic. Just imagine hundreds of people that you do. I want to see Moses. I want to see Moses. Moses. You know, they're shouting, let me see Moses. Let me see Moses. If Moses is in and he's feeling happy. But his father-in-law, when you read Exodus chapter 18, verses 17 to 23, his father-in-law says, said to him, this thing that you do is not good. It's not good. But you and these people who are with you will surely wear yourselves out. For this thing is too much for you, and you are not able to perform it by yourself. He said this lifestyle does not produce life. Someone needs to pray. You've been praying for a husband. You need to pray for in-laws also. I mean, look at Bradikos sitting beside his in-law peacefully. But he says, this lifestyle is not good. He says, I know you feel like a star. He says, but your life will end. He says, you're going to die here. He says, listen now to my voice and I will give you counsel and God will be with you. Stand before God for the people so that you may bring the difficulties to God and you shall teach them the statutes and the laws and show them the way in which they must walk and the work they do. Moreover, you will select from all the people, able men such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness and place such over them to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties and rulers of tens and let them judge the people at all times. Then it will be that every great matter they shall bring to you. He says, But every small matter they themselves shall judge. So it will be easier for you, for they will bear the burden with you. And if you do this, and God so commands you, then you will be able to endure, and all the people will go to their place in peace. Someone needs to let Jesus teach them how to manage stress. You need to. I keep on telling people, when I came to Lagos, I was feeling happy at the business of the city. I used to get to the office at 6.30 a.m. and call my parents in Benin and say, yes, I'm in the office. You're in the office already? Some of you take joy from calling people at 9.00. I'm just in the office here. You know how Lagos is. And they say, ah, you know, because when he calls doing the bad ah, He say, ah, say ah, it's almost there. day. It's almost midnight. I say, yes, that's how we roll in Lagos. They're like, oh my, we're in awe of you, iny. Because we keep on taking stress. Ah, we can handle it. Yeah, I said yesterday. I drove for three hours in traffic. Oh my God, traffic in Lagos is terrible. Three hours and the next day you do two hours. Even your car is giving you signals and warnings. I was not created for this. (laughs) Stress should never be confused for exercise. Never. The fact that you are sweating doesn't mean it's exercise. Your body, your whole emotional frame is complaining This is not how God created me to work. For someone, I am saying the pastors and leaders, that for someone, the wisdom that Jesus will give, he will tell you very simply, stop driving in Lagos. Enter bus. Enter Okada. That one, the one that have fancy, colorful helmet. Enter it, go to work. After one week, you will see the difference in your lifestyle. But no, (laughs) P.I., you don't understand who I am now, no. I'm a big boy. I know, Pia, and I can't do that. Some of you are working hours to please people who are not interested in your destiny. You're working Monday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Even your car is now overheating. It's telling you this is not how we were created to be. And Jesus, who is the power and the wisdom of God, dwells within you. The Bible says, through wisdom, a house is built. And by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. It says, a wise man is strong. And a man of knowledge increases strength. I don't know who God, who Jesus, by the help of the Holy Spirit, wants to give knowledge to. Because what happens as Africans is that we like that which is fancy and supernatural. So by saying, God, you will keep me alive. And he wants to keep you alive. But he's, he's shaking you. He says, let me give you wisdom. That you would let God show you the keys that prolong life. That you would let God show you fountains of life and strength. That for someone, part of that wisdom could simply be the things that we say. Years ago, I would hear, I think it was Kenne Copeland, Kenne Hagen, talking about how they had found a man who was, I think it was in the 70s or 80s, and they said he had such sound health if I, one of the things I remember was I said he had, not, he, he had his complete dentition. And they were like, how did this happen? So the man said to them, look, I read from God's word. When you read First Peter chapter 3 and verse 10, it says, For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. So that simple wisdom is life-preserving. Tell the person next to you, stop carrying rumor. Stop carrying rumor. Stop. Yep. And there is a quality of gist that you carry that reduces your lifespan. <laughs> For someone else, Jesus, with the power and the wisdom of God, living within you, begins to give you all sorts of strange ideas about your diet, about what to eat. And I'm not an expert in diet management. But God made your human body. He knows what works for it and what does not work in it. How many of you in the times of foil scarcity have said, oh my goodness, foil is liquid. So let me take this kerosene that I have in the house. Let me pour it into my tank for my car. Who puts diesel? I mean, I've seen people put mistakenly put the wrong type, and they tell you it can so but you are there. And then you are smoking all sorts of strange things. And as you close your eyes, you are seeing other kingdoms. <laughs> they say you are high. You are not high, oh. <laughs> tell somebody next to you, tell them you're going to live long. You're going to live long. But tell the guy you need to stop smoking that thing. <laughs> you need to stop smoking. <laughs> you need to stop smoking that thing. You, you do need to smoke. That. You stop smoking that thing. <laughs> you do. You do. Actually. What is the picture that I'm pointing, guys? It says that you would. Says that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. That God gives us in Jesus Christ an amazing reservoir of power so where there is a sickness that we are able to experience healing. But it also gives us an amazing reservoir of wisdom. I said this before and I'll say it again because I've been guilty of it, but some of us are not drinking enough water. I I was with my mom, my parents this weekend, and and my mom says, oh, um, so they were going to serve me food and she says, have you stopped drinking Coke? And this Coke is mineral, do not Coke-Coke, like not the other Coke-Coke. And she says, because there was a time when you were young, and this is my mother telling me, she says, there was a time when you were younger where every time when you ate food, you had a bottle of Coke. Now, her version of history is not one that I remember accurately like that. All right? I think I mixed it. It was Coke and Fanta, you know? But... But I realized that from a young age, I developed the habit where I had substitutes f- for, for water. You're yeah, feeling proud of your bottle of water now. <laughs> but, but you know, guys, that simple wisdom yeah, can, can add another five years to somebody's life. And all of you with your bottles of water, keep it down. We know. God bless you. But I'm serious. How do you drink six, a whole carton of beer, and you have not drank one liter of water? How? How? Help me ask the guy next to you, how? 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 Don't you care about your life? No, but serious. because, like, guys, this is what, Caleb needs to stand up when he's 85. You know, they say this, we're not too young to run, we're not too young to run. I tell you the truth. Eh? is that for some of us that are saying this, our appointment is not now. The Bible says the vision is for an appointed time. But when our appointed time comes, will we still be here? All this fancy vodka that you have poured on your liver. And by the time your appointment shows up and they're calling your name in the roll call of destiny, Ejiro, President of Nigeria, will you still be there? When the children that God has called you to father, to look after, when they show up, will you still be there? Will you st- Have you accepted the power and the wisdom of God? That when you are 70, you are bouncing around. You are telling people, you are interceding for nations. Because we start to build this thing from when we are young. Some of you, they say exercise, you said no even walking no jog no daniel shows up in the king's palace and and i and i i treat this message as seriously as any message i've ever preached in my life because some for someone the ability to be around is extremely important daniel shows up in the king's palace they show him all sorts of things and wine. The Bible is that. I saw it. It says, no. Give me vegetables. Between you and I, I do not really understand vegetables. Me, I'm a sweet tutu. So things need to be sweet. So, <laughs> my, wife, my children and I have a name for something their mother, some smoothie their mother makes. We call it green gloop. But, sir, it is not rocket science. When you go abroad and they bring food before you, Nigerians will be looking, where is the meat? Huh? Where is, what's all this flour they put here? Where is the meat? <laughs> you now call your brother, just, you see chicken, there's no chicken. You just put and they, then they will take it and they'll be eating. You, you know, you're like, how? How are they doing this? But, uh, but the life expectancy is 79, guys. Ours is in the 50s. That was 2016. Maybe we should eat vegetables. Daniel takes it. He says, just give me one week. And I'm preaching this today, saying there is someone who has been standing on healing lines. You do not need to stand on a healing line anymore. Let the wisdom of God enter your heart. Let him show you what you need to do. Let him show you what you need to do. Africans eating pounded yam at 11.30 p.m. Say, my belly is coming out. My belly is coming out. Your belly is not coming out. You are pushing it out. <laughs> You're pushing it out. Pounded yam is not a snack. <laughs> hey, tell the person next to you you will live long. Tell them I'm going to come to your 60th birthday. I'm going to come to your 60th birthday. That you will be healthy. You will be healthy. You will have some hair. You will have some hair. I can't promise all the hair. You will have some hair. It says, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health. He puts it in the middle. For someone, Jesus will show you wisdom that resides in joy. Proverbs 17 and 22. It says a happy heart is good medicine. And a joyful mind causes healing. I'm reading the Amplified. It says, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. A cheerful heart is like medicine. It's actually medicinal. God gave us the ability to laugh. Some of us, you think you are being spiritual. You are taken away from your life. You, nothing makes you laugh. Nothing. Maybe you laugh once a week, once a month. You are, you are very serious. All that interests you is angels. Angels. Say, so which angels are walking now? Which angels are walking now? So your friend says something funny. You look at them. Souls are perishing. You are laughing. <laughs> you, you are too serious. You can't laugh. I've been talking here. I'm not a comedian. I've been talking here since you're looking at me. <laughs> Even the one that was funny, you held it back. (laughs) You will live long, my brother. (laughs) A healthy, a happy heart is good medicine. I didn't write, a joyful mind causes healing. Causes healing. I, I've told you about the kind of films I watch. The one they said they are naked people, Doing adult things, I don't watch. I don't. I cannot. My, I'm not spiritual enough. I don't watch. The shooting ones, eh? Once in a while, there are ones I watch so that when I'm in society, social, you know, social setting, I can conver- have conversation. Have you watched Avengers? Ah, what? I watch those ones too. The ones I really watch, Pierre, come and watch a movie. Comedy. That is me. I'm telling you. If you live in Lagos, you need comedy. Sadness is the real blood-sucking demon. You know, when we we're growing up, they will talk about all oh, these blood-sucking demons. The Bible says a broken spirit, a broken heart. Which is why I keep on telling you, you cannot afford to be heartbroken for too long. She broke up with you in February. You are still crying. It is, June is almost ending. Stop it, my brother. Stop it. Go for counseling us preparing for this look i need to i need to speak to us church there are people who need to go for therapy here you need to go for therapy and one of the reasons you need to go for therapy is so that your therapist a certified person can tell you you are not depressed i'm coming because there are people who are depressed but in our generation everybody now is depressed Sometimes you would, you would just sit down with a therapist and can, after asking a couple of questions, he said, "When does this depression this when does it normally come say Saturday evening?" They said yeah. say in the evening?" he said "Yes." he said, "What normally?" He said, "Well yeah, I just noticed that after I've watched you know some football, he said, "Ah, what team <laughs> what team do you support?" he said um." Ah, that is it," he said. "Don't you notice that there's a season? there's a three months. He said, yeah, I notice August, September. I'm normally happy." "Say that is it, my brother? You're not depressed. You're an Arsenal fan. <laughs> For some of you, you're not depressed. You're hungry. I am not joking. No. I'm serious. I'm serious. You're hungry. For some of you, you are just lonely. You need a girlfriend." Oh I don't know what psyl said if something an intentional I don't know what psyl called it Yeah you just need to have you need to have company Man was not created to be alone <sighs> Holy Spirit Um we're going to pray this morning But this is the promise that God gives us. That in Jesus Christ we have received life. That there are very few things that God wants to build in your life that are one year, two years. No. The new Nigeria that we are praying for is not a one year project. That's why some of you are frustrated. I have given Nigeria 30, 40 years. After that I go to Canada. (laughs) I joke, I I, I don't joke. I'd rather go to America. Because you expect the change to happen in 20 years. Oh, look at this country. Look at this country. Look at this country. Look at this country. Relax. You need to be building capacity for health. You need to be receiving wisdom from Jesus. Before we pray today, sometimes when we say, this whole do not sleep with, do not have sex outside marriage, before or after. I say, why? Why? No, but why? Just explain to me, PI, why? And it's interesting how much of your health is actually tied to that. It's interesting how much of your health is tied to that. That's, you know, Preparing for this, I. I felt that we needed to be bold as Christians. We need to say, Look, I, I I receive I receive wisdom from God. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot allow Caleb was not a man under the covenant that we are. But yet he said, Look, I received the promise while I was 40. He says, I am as strong now as I was then. That my testimony will not be that. By 27, I am exhausted. My testimony will not be that by 30, I can't, I can't take it anymore. First John, he says, I talk to you young men. He says, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you. Paul says that if the same spirit who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells within you, That he would quicken your mortal body. And And I've quoted this one last because typically when we speak about health, we speak about the power of God. But there you are eating chocolate after chocolate after chocolate and pounded yam and then beer and then champagne. And then you're trusting God for his power to correct your body. Even your body is begging God, don't let this, don't correct me. This boy wants to finish me. That would you let Jesus teach you how to honor, how to use your body in such a way that it will be around to fulfill destiny. That would you let Jesus teach you the wisdom for where you are living. That would you let God teach you how to let your heart love. For someone, there are bigger offenses that are coming. You want to be used of God People will offend you. So the one they offended you two years ago, you need to let it go and make space for the offense that is coming. I promise you, write it down. You say, I want to be a governor. You've not seen anything yet. You wake up in the morning sometime, they will write it there. Demi Lade is a bad governor. Oh, and I give them roads. I'm telling you. People who would live long. Need to know how to let bitterness and negativity not find residence in their heart. But you will take care of your emotions. The Bible says, out of the heart come the issues of life. More than you take care of your car. Some of you service your car regularly, I hope. But well, you've never gone into the hospital to check how your body is working. We'll pray. And, and I'll tell you what we're going to pray about. In Psalm 13 and verse 3, it says, "Consider and hear me, O Lord, my God. It says, Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. So we'll pray and say, Father, give us light. Show me what I need to do. We'll pray out of Psalm 103 and verse 5. The Bible says, Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? We'll ask God, and I don't know how old you are, Lord, show me how to renew my youth. Show me how to renew my youth.